Hey, welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I am your host and sober coach, Courtney Anderson. You are listening to episode 150. That is 150 episodes of this podcast that has been going on since February of 2020. Taking a couple breaks and just have kept moving forward. So I never knew what was going to happen of this podcast, but I wanted to continue to speak and share the good word because these episodes have resonated with you. The more I do, the more you guys tell me how much you enjoy these. So today I am going to share with you three tips to help you in your sober journey. And this is the workshop that I did last week. First of all, I'm supposed to do this workshop live and I had to cancel it because my poor little sweet dictator got croup and it was a long week. Then I rescheduled it to Friday and then that didn't happen because we were behind on sleep and the nap schedule was all messed up. So I just did an audio and sent it out to the people who wanted to be a part of these live workshops that I'm doing till the end of the year. There will be one in October, and it was very important for me to get this because if I say I'm going to do something, I like to follow through on it and do it. And I wanted to get this workshop done and out before October came. So I didn't reschedule it. I just sent out, I recorded the audio and I sent it out. And I wanted to share it with you today because it is, it was a good audio and I spoke some truth. And it's about three tips to help you stay sober. And you will listen to me say in this audio, you know, that I hope if you listen to it this way, maybe listening it to a different way or the way I word it, even though you might have heard this before, that it resonates with you differently. Plus in this workshop, I give you with each tip a thing to do, a little exercise. So I want you to incorporate that, especially to if you have been struggling in your sobriety journey or just listen because you are going to, you want to recap, right? And today is October 5th. It is my birthday. I turn 41 years old today. And I just want to say that I'm very excited for this year. And each year I look forward to it. I don't dread. We're all going in the same direction, you guys. (laughs) And it's nothing we can fight. So I stopped resisting this many years ago and just embraced these years. So today I turn 41 and I'm just still so goddamn ecstatic to be sober and experiencing another year in a in this decade sober and that I can remember it. Because if you've heard me say before, in my 20s, I don't remember much and I have to, and I wrote this in the book, Sober Vibes, A Guide to Thriving in Your First Three Months Without Alcohol, hint, hint, that I have to, in my 20s, I have to think back of who was president. That's how I can remember dates. And thank God I don't have to do that in my 30s and now in my 40s. So very excited for this year. I 
hope you enjoy. So here's a gift to you. <laughs> if you missed that workshop or were confused because I had to cancel it those two days, here it is, or you just signed up and forgot about it, honestly. Here it is. You can listen to it today, and I hope this helps you. Enjoy. So my name is Courtney Anderson. I am a silver coach podcast host and author. If you have not stagged my book yet, my book just came out on August 15th and it's called Sober Vibes, A Guide to Thriving Your First Three Months Without Alcohol. Super excited to have that. And of course, that book wouldn't have happened if I did not get sober. So that was that writing a book and being a published author has been a dream come true of mine since I was about seven, eight years old. A little bit about my backstory, if you don't know or you're just very new to this world. I got sober at the age of 29, and I was six weeks shy of being 30. I started my drinking when I was 19 years old. I really, I didn't mess with alcohol much in high school and all of that because I didn't want to become an alcoholic as that alcoholism and mental health issues ran in my family on both sides. So I was always anti-alcohol, right? And then at 19, what happened was, is living in the suburbs of Detroit, you could go to Canada because the drinking age over there is 19 years old. And so I went over to Windsor and I just fell in love with the whole act, the whole thing of drinking, you know, going out, fell in love with the bar scene. That night, I was able to really come out of my shell and be able to dance. And I just felt free, right? I mean, I was kind of shy as a child. And this just really, it felt good. I felt like I was free, if that's the best way I can describe how I felt that night. And still to this day, I remember that night, like I had the best night ever. And of course, my drinking did not stay like that forever. And I don't think that anybody starts drinking to be like, oh, I'm going to have a drinking problem. No. It got darker as the years progressed. And by the time I was 25, I knew I was going to have to quit drinking alcohol. You know, I mean, I was a person who in my early 20s, and I mean, really up until I was into a relationship, but in and of just being a pig person and, you know, waking up in men's beds, not knowing what their name was, waking up into hospitals and jail, waking up just in situations like, how did I get home last night? I mean, you know, for three years, I really loved cocaine. I experienced it all in my 20s. And so what's really great is that when I gave up alcohol, I was six weeks um, shy of being 30, as I stated. And in my 30s, I remember everything. I turned 40 this past year or so, and I'm about to be 41 in October. And I just... I'm very thankful that I have a decade of, you know, of my 30s of that I was re I remembered because a lot of my 20s, I have to remember who was president in some of those years. True story. So from 25, when I was 25 years old, I knew I was going to have to give up drinking one day. I just didn't know how it was going to look. And so from 25 to 29, I tried the moderation control game. Okay, so moderation drinking, that word wasn't a term then, but that's what I was doing. I was trying to still fit alcohol into my life when it was done. 
it was no longer fitting into my life because people who have problematic relationships with the alcohol, it doesn't ever go back to that innocent feeling I felt at 19 years old. It becomes a problem and it starts becoming darker and darker. Do you need an extreme rock bottom? Of course not. But how I look at rock bottoms is a rock bottom for you is just one day you're like, I can't do this anymore. It's not working in my life, whether it is extreme or just a little bit of you wake up with a super bad like hangover, or you have a case of anxiety. However it plays out, the rock bottom is getting to that moment of I don't want to go any further with this because it's showed me time and time and time again what it keeps doing to me. So from 25 to 29, I did that dance and that dance gets so exhausting. It's like you age yourself so quickly and it's frustrating. And you're like, why can't I do this? Like, why does it keep going back to when I wanted to stop and just nothing is changing? And that's the cycle that we get into. That is the cycle. And you keep doing it over and over and over again. And there's so much more that goes that goes along with that in that cycle. Self-sabotage, you know, especially to you might go a couple weeks of feeling really good. And then it's let's go mess this up. You don't deserve to feel good. So self-sabotage really is something that you have to work on. This workshop is not about self-sabotage, but these are tips to help you to help you stay sober. And that has helped me stay sober in 11 years as I just celebrated my 11th sober birthday on August 18th. So how did I get out of that? How did I get out of that cycle? I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking. What did I do? I tried A in the beginning. It didn't feel right with me. I did not connect with God. It was just a little bit too much. I had severe anxiety when I quit drinking. And so for that, really that first year, I just white knuckled it. And even until two years, but in the second year, I found nutrition and exercise and dug into that. And then eventually going back to therapy, I tried AA for a summer and participated in the program. I have hired my own, my own coaches. I dug deep into personal development and also too with going back to therapy within this last year, because once you become a, a mama those mother wounds start coming up. So I had some work to do because when you become a mom, you really go back to your world gets flipped up, flipped upside down in the best possible way. And then there was more work that was coming up that I needed to do. I'm a firm believer of getting help at different periods of time in your life when you need it, okay? So that is what I have done. Because everybody wants to know, like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? And those, I guess, are the things that I have continued with uh, my sobriety. But there's a couple other tips in here that I'm going to share. Some you might have heard before and some you I'm going to spin it in a different way because I want you to leave this workshop with some a new perspective, okay? You know... Again, I look at the drinking cycle, it's real dieting. And it's the same thing with the drinking cycle too. It's like this yoke of you try this, you try that. And in the end, it's just like, all right, I have to really just focus on of I need to remove alcohol completely, right? 
also too, during the process, and you might be feeling like this, like it's very easy to feel alone and wishing you had someone to connect and to help you and guide you along in this process. Okay. I, I get all of that. And it's very easy to feel like that in the first couple of years of sobriety. You might be listening to this and you might've had a couple of years and then went out and uh, relapsed or hit a bump in the road or, you know, and you're beating yourself up right, but right now. And I have to say to anybody who starts this, don't keep shaming yourself. Don't keep shaming yourself. Accept it and move on and do not forget the time you had before the bump in your road. And I have to say this too, as recently within the past couple of months, I heard that it takes someone up to seven years to quit drinking for good. Four years it took me. Four years it took me to finally be like, I can't do this dance anymore with alcohol. You are no bueno, right? So again, if you have any questions after I get through these three tips and go through them, please, please, please reach out and let me know and I will, I can answer them via email. So just respond to the email that this goes out. So let's get into them. The recording goes out on. Let's get into these three tips to help you in your sober journey today. All right. Number one, you can't. I want you to burn that in your brain right now. You can't anymore going forward after listening to this. No, you cannot drink alcohol. And guess what? That is okay. What happens with a lot of us, and there is a process of acceptance, and it's true. I'm not saying for you, you need to sit there and say that you're an alcoholic. You identify how you want to identify and identify in the way that's most empowering to you and that works for you. But you do have to identify that there is a problem here and accept that you are one that can no longer drink alcohol. Going back to acceptance being one of the hardest things we have to deal with when it comes to letting go of booze. Gotta let it go. I'm not saying that emotions get a turn off instantly within a day, but the more you accept each day and maybe make up an affirmation for yourself of like, I am living an alcohol-free life. It's okay that I let go of alcohol because it's no longer serving me. Something like that. Make it up for yourself and repeat it every day. Or say, I am so grateful I'm not living another day with alcohol in my life, right? And that, those like little affirmations like that really do start flip in the script on your mindset in helping you accept this. It doesn't make you a bad person because you have a problem with booze. There are millions upon millions of people in this world who have a problem with alcohol. It's straight poison. It is straight poison. So, And there's been millions of people before us who've had problems with the booze. This is nothing new. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Why you? Why you? Because it just is. It just is is okay and the more you state to yourself i do have an an issue with alcohol i have a problem with alcohol and that is okay this was just the cards i was dealt with in this life what helped me a lot too with the acceptance is i used to say this to myself i do have a problem with alcohol but that doesn't mean that everybody else has a problem with alcohol it's okay for me not to have alcohol and it's fine for them to have alcohol. 
honestly would say that to myself. I don't know if I worded it that wordy, but I just, that stuck with me and it helped me accept it more. Again, it's a continuous process. So you really have to accept, 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 keep accepting, even if it's just an acceptance one one time a day. Maybe you have to accept it a couple times of a day. That's why you have to go back to dig deep into your why and remembering why you are not drinking alcohol and living an alcohol-free life. So create a little affirmation for yourself and continue to write out your why. And I have to say, your why is going to change as you continue to change with life. So yeah, for me, the beginning, it was like, God, I don't want to be a shithead and lose my rescue cat again and have you know my boyfriend at the time stand over our bed and threaten the man's life at 2 a.m. Good God, who wants to be in a relationship with that? Certainly not moi. <laughs> so in the beginning, it was that, right? And then it became a lot clearer to me in those first couple months of, no, I need to live an alcohol-free life for myself. And then, you know, when the family planning was starting to process, you know, and talking about having kids with that boyfriend who's now my husband, you know, it was, we don't want our children to live in alcoholic homes because that's what we grew up with. And so then my son was born, right? And then it's like when I started getting wonky those first couple months without any sleep, then it was like, oh, okay. Now looking into your little eyes at 3 a.m. when you're all wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, I know that I can't drink alcohol because now you are like my solid why. I really don't want you to have a drunk mom. I really want to break this, continue to break generational trauma all of it, right? So your why is going to change through the years and let that be, but just keep remembering because you hit a bad day that you're not going to give it all up for for one moment, you know, one hour of good times. It's not worth it. It's you've got to work through that process and that's where you have to bring your why back up. So I have to say this, in the beginning, those first couple of years I consider the beginning, but especially to those first couple of months. If you do not love yourself that much, because it's very hard to love yourself in those first couple of months after coming out of your relationship with alcohol, love something greater than you, whether it's a pet, it's your children, it's your parents, it's your partner, it is God, it is the universe, it is a tree. Love something more than you and keep that promise to that person or thing. It really helps. It truly, really helps. Like with Fiona, you know, that was my rescue cat that I lost twice. (laughs) I still have her little face to look at every day, every day. And you know, sometimes as humans, we love those animals more than we love ourselves. And we take care of those animals better than we take care of ourselves one day. So just keep a promise to something and in terms, something greater than you, something more. And within the process of starting to live an alcohol-free life, I promise you, you're going to start loving yourself again because there's healing and in time and that has to happen. All right. So make a little affirmation for yourself and 
write out what your why is today. I don't write out what your why was four months ago, especially too, if you had a little relapse or bump in the road, keep writing out that why you've got to burn it into your mind, body, and soul. If you've read my book, I have it in there a couple times. And there is a reason that I have done that. Okay. Number two, you might not have heard of this, but I'm huge. And if you, I do this a lot with my one-on-one clients. Stop giving your energy away, okay? And this is part of the three tips that are going to help you stay sober. When you keep, just follow with me, when you keep giving your energy away to people, places, and things, you will burn out. You're going to burn out, feel exhausted, feel overwhelmed, get super resentful, and then you're going to turn to drinking. So stop it. Because the goal is not to drink alcohol. You cannot keep living like you did when you get sober. Things change because when you get sober, there is a heightened awareness, there's clarity, and you can't take on what you once did all the time because you were drunk through that all, through it all. You use alcohol to cope through it all. You use to numb it out, shut down your nervous system where you can be like, oh my God, yes, I can do five activities this weekend. I can do five social events, no problem. And like, bam, 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 you do it. And then you have your Monday and then you it's just the continuous cycle again where then maybe on Monday you have a slight hangover because you don't realize that you just drank yourself through all of these events. So when I say stop giving your energy away, what you have to do, and again, this is what I coach my one-on-one clients on. So you are listening to this right now on this workshop. You need to make it through the week of a balance. Okay. So let's say you have three dinners planned this week. How about you do one dinner per week? Let's say the weekend comes and you have three parties in one weekend. How about you just do one party? And yes, you can. You do not have to go to all of these parties. Nobody is putting, forcing you to do this, right? So that's where I'm saying, if you have two events during the weekend and you have two events during the week, maybe let's take it down a notch and not do those two events during the week to get you to the weekend where it's like you feel refreshed and rejuvenated to go. Maybe, just maybe, you have your work schedule, you make your own schedule, and you're so used to working I don't know, 15 hour days, okay, 10, 15 hour days, when you don't really need to. So maybe take a look at your work schedule and dial it back. Maybe you are committed to five things you're doing for free during the week, and there's four of them that don't bring you joy and you just did them because you were obligated to, you felt obligated to do them. So stop doing them. I want to share with you today about a new product that I love. Sober Vibes and Exact Nature have a shared mission, helping you get sober and thrive. Exact Nature's healthy, all natural CBD products can help. They're made for changes in mood, focus, cravings, and sleep that can be a part of getting sober. 
Founded by a father and son, both in addiction recovery, they know these challenges firsthand and have created a line of products to amplify the hope in your journey. Exact Nature offers oils, soft gels, gummies, and creams, detox for cravings, serenity for calm and focus, and Z's for better sleep. There are thousands of CBD products on the market, but only Exact Natures are made for those of us in recovery. I'm a big fan of the serenity. For 20% off your order, use code SV20 for 20% off your order at exactnature.com. That is E-X-A-C-T-N-A-T-U-R-E.com. The link will also be in the show notes below. You can use that code now and all year long. It's time to start feeling your best self and you can learn more at exactnature.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. I strongly recommend CBD to help you along your sobriety and recovery journey. Exact Nature now offers free shipping on all orders. Stop doing them. Because right now, what is going to help you with long-term sobriety is by not giving all of this energy away where you are going to burn yourself out and just continue on with the cycle. Because then it's like, okay, by Friday, you're like, you know what? F it. F it. I feel like shit. I did all of this stuff. They don't appreciate it. I can feel completely worn out. I feel like I give, 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 and people take, 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 right? So let me just reach for the bottle. That is where you, and it's everybody's schedule is different. Everybody on this planet Earth, maybe not, you know, 10-year-olds and younger, let's say five, because these toddlers have the good life after, <laughs> not all, I shouldn't say all. But but adults, let's just go for adults. Everybody is busy. Everybody's busy looks different, right? And just because if you have four children doesn't mean that that you're more busy than a person without kids. Everyone's got their busy. You know, I know a lot of single people who work a couple jobs, right? And then I know people who are parents who those kids are their jobs. And they work at home, okay? And working at home, being a stay-at-home mom or dad. So everybody's busy is everybody is busy. Okay. That's why you have to look at your schedule and see where you can cut out the bullshit and cut it out and be like, okay, do I really need to still do this? Do my kids need to be in 101 activities where I'm just running around like a chicken with my head cut off and I have no time to myself? Does it need to be that way? Do I need to go to all of these dinners in a week or show up for all of these Zoom meetings? Does that need to happen? And cut out where you can so you can go straight. I wish you guys, I wish you were on right now on because you could see my hand. I'm just doing like a straight line instead of this like zigzag, 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 where you're burned out in your energy. Do you really need to talk to your mom 101 times during the week where she's just draining the life out of you? And the answer is no, you don't. So you have to start putting up some boundaries and really looking at your week 
of, okay, what do I need to do? Because in the process of wherever you're at to with your sobriety, it really, you need rest. And by continuing to keep doing and moving at where you are, you're going to keep burning yourself out. I worked with a female last year with one of my one-on-one clients and she had a, she had four events in one weekend. And by the end of the weekend, she was burnt out and we had talked about it. And I pointed out to her, I was like, that's how you were operating in when you were drinking. Do you see now after having a couple, you know, a couple, I think at that point, it was like two, two months we had been working together where you've had two months and that feels very triggering because you're not at the level where you want, you need your rest. You need some quiet time. You don't want to be doing all of these events, nor do you have to be. So why do you keep scheduling it that way? And that was a trigger. That was a 1000% trigger of she's seeing it like, yeah, I can't keep operating at this level like I used to, especially in early sobriety. Now, it might happen down the road where you have a bunch of events in a weekend. And I guarantee you, after having a couple months uh, of sobriety and clarity, maybe a, a year or two, and then that happens, you can see how easily drained you get. Because at the end of the day, you might realize, oh my God, I am not this extrovert person. Like I am more an introvert. There are things you discover about yourself or, oh my God, I'm an empath, like taking on all of these energies or highly sensitive person. It's too much for me. And a lot of people are. When I got sober, I realized about that about myself where I'm like, oh my God, I am an extrovert, introvert. Like I need my alone time to recharge. I need not to talk to people for, you know, back then it was like a good day, especially too when I worked in the service industry, like being around people all the time. Like sometimes on my days off, I just would disassociate in a healthy way. (laughs) And now as a mom, because I do so much talking there, like as soon as I put my son down, I'm like, okay, silence. And my husband is the same. My husband is very introvert and he's more introvert. Like I said, I'm introvert, extrovert. And so by the time he goes to bed, it's totally fine. Like him and I are just fine being in silence and watching a show. (laughs) Makes me giggle, but you know, it happens and it works for us. So you will realize this about yourself. You will realize there are people who just suck the living soul out of you or go or to things and places where you're just like, oh, this doesn't feel right anymore. Like, why am I still trying to live like I'm drinking? That's where you have to rearrange this. Look at your schedule. I want you to do this today. What is something you can take out of your schedule, even if it's just one thing per week? to give you a little bit of some peace and some sanity and a little bit, I'm not even telling you to have alone time, but just something that is taken off your plate where it no longer feels like you're giving your energy away. And by Friday night, you get to Friday and you have nothing left to give other than to reach for a bottle. So think about that one. Okay. Next tip. I'm just going to take a drink of water. I hope you were enjoying this. 
again, if this was live, I would try to be interacting with you, but we're working with what we're working with. So the third and final tip to help you stay sober in your sobriety is find support that works. So often I connect with people who tell me like they did this, they did that, or they're still in this and it's just not serving a purpose, but they don't really know how to like transition out of it because there are a lot of loyal people out there and it's comfort, it's comfort, right? Like you feel comforting, you feel comfortable, but it's not what you need anymore. So, or you feel like you're going to miss out because you've been a part of something for so long, but it's just, you're kind of stuck, right? And then that's when it needs, that's when your soul is really, because you don't want to continue to be stuck in a support. Same thing. Like if your therapist isn't doing it for you anymore, honestly, if you're like, we've gone as far as we possibly can go, there's not a lot more that I can learn or grow from this person. So this goes to all. 12-step programs, if you've worked with a sober coach or if you're in a sober community, if you're a therapist, you know, maybe even to your church, whatever it might be of how you find your support. Maybe it's some friends too, okay? Connect with people who inspire and empower you along the way. If something no longer works or you're feeling that stuckness where it's just not vibing you, just find something new. It's okay to start over with another form of support. Again, as human beings, it's we get very comfortable, okay? But it's once we step out of that comfort zone, it, then that's when growth starts to, to partake. Maybe to, you know, I'm a person where I have said it with one-on-one in group, my group community, where it's my one-on-one clients, where it's, I don't want you, I don't want you to rely on me forever. I don't. I want you to learn from me, have me there for support, help you through this process. And if you need to move on, no problem. I want you to, because at different periods of our life, we do need that person for support, but it doesn't mean that we have to stay in there all the time if it's no longer serving us. And this is where I believe that some people just go on autopilot and they stay because they have formed relationships, but it's just not doing what it once used to. And I want you to grow. Because as human beings, we should be growing and you want to grow, especially too, if you keep relapsing, if you keep having a bump in the road and this type of work is not helping you. You know, I had a therapist right before I was pregnant. So in my pregnancy up until a certain point, her and I did that. So I was like, all right, you know, when, after I have, after I have my little dictator, I will get back to you. And after I had him, I changed. And I often thought about, should I just go back to her? Because she does know my whole backstory and all of that. I have to explain this again. But then I thought about it, I was like, no, because I'm not that same person. And I just felt like I had, I learned what I could learn from her. And at that period of time of my life, I was cool with it, you know? So that's what I want to share with you. 
If you feel like you're stuck in the support and it's not helping anymore, find something new. It's okay. Grow. Grow, 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 and keep on fucking growing. Because sometimes in that stuckness and like you're not really healing or moving forward, the answer lies in that. You got to ask yourself, like, why am I not progressing forward? Or why do I keep, am I finding the answers in the support I'm currently giving? And to a lot of people, they probably wouldn't be telling you this, but I'm going to because I often hear this from people that what they're doing in the forms of support isn't working for them anymore. So, and giving them permission to move forward, get out of there. Find a new therapist. Yes, starting over sucks. Find a new sober community. Find a new, if that AA meeting and people just doesn't do it for you anymore and you still want to be in AA, go to a different meeting with different people. Drive to the city next to the city you were going to. Go out of your comfort zone. Please keep moving out of your comfort zone when you need to, when it comes to support and get anew because some there might be something you're not hearing from another person that you need to that's going to help you proceed in life and proceed in your sober journey as i stated i shared with you all of my avenues of help and i will still continue to do that when i need it it is okay for you to get to a point where it's okay i got what i needed from that person and it's time for me to move on. I got what I needed. Take what you want and leave the rest and move forward. That's it. So again, connect with people who inspire and empower you and, and vibe with you. So three tips. I will recap this. You cannot drink alcohol. You cannot. Nope, you cannot. And I want you to listen to my voice. And if the thought of drinking comes up, be like, oh yeah, Courtney said I can't drink alcohol, right? So remember, create an affirmation for you, dig deep into your why. Stop giving your, number two, stop giving your energy away. Stop giving it away to people, places, and things who drain you. This is where you need to look at your schedule to be able to make it through the week, Okay, with protecting your energy and not overextending yourself, whereby on Friday you just feel a sense of doom and gloom and exhaustion and you're ready to take a bottle to the face, drinking it. Okay, so look at your schedule, take one thing out that no longer serves you or will help release some of this pressure. I'm sorry, pressure you might feel. Or make a boundary with your mother where you're not gonna you're not gonna talk to her 101 times a day. Or if there is a, a thing that is draining you, then remove that from your life. Okay. Number three, find support that works. So if you haven't even found support yet, then try support because support along your sobriety journey is going to help. Find support that works for you. If you are in a support system of some sort that you just feel like no longer works, whether that's therapist, church, 
12-step program, all of that, find a, a recovery community, a membership, whatever it may be, find something else and really ask yourself to be, this is where you really need to ask yourself, what do, and I put this in the book too, what do I need right now? What do I want to work on? Is it, I need to work on continuous sobriety? Do I need to work on emotional sobriety? Do I need to work on self-sabotage? What is that? Am I effed up and I just, I need a different therapist. I need to stop manipulating my therapist and telling this person what he or she wants to hear. What do I need? So ask yourself that and proceed forward. So those are my top Those are my, I shouldn't say top three, but those are my three tips to help you in your sober journey today. And I really helped, I really hope that me going through those and explaining it the way I explained it, where there's some light bulb moments going on for you right now where you're like, okay, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take this in. I'm going to, I, I'm listening. I did my notes. I'm doing the homework that she asked me to do, and I'm going to figure this out. And I'm going to apply, okay? That is the one thing. Applying this and implementing it is what it's, don't just listen to this and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually apply what I said and implement it to your day-to-day life. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, that was the, the workshop that I put on last week and sharing the three tips to help you stay sober. And I want you to also know that those are three tips that I still continue to do this day. Is it so intense? No. But I, as I explained in that workshop too, it's something that I keep doing and leaning into those three tips because they continuing to help me over and over again. They never fail. They never fail. Today, though, I want to also introduce you to my new program I am releasing, and it's called The Next Level Sober Support, The Sober Life You Want, Self-Guided Program. So I have condensed my framework of my one-on-one coaching down to this program. And there's 13 modules in there. You can also look in the show notes below. Look for Next Level Sober Support, self-guided, and you can read all about it on the page and how to join the program. But I will just kind of give a few coaching modules. So it's all audio. So you will just be listening to me. I don't ever do the videos on this kind of stuff because I like to podcast. And for me in particular, I like to be able just to listen to things on my phone. I don't want to see people's faces. Like I, I just don't because then you, I want to take this on a walk. You know what I mean? So I did all audios for you. And a couple of the topics I talk about in these coaching modules is creating boundaries and protecting your energy, socializing alcohol-free, living chaos-free, habit stacking, exercise and nutrition, managing stress and emotions, and there's more. There's also going to be a few bonus modules in there about other topics that after I was done putting this program all together, I was like, Uh, there were more topics that came to my mind. And I was like, you know what? I'll just add these in there as a bonus. 
because it's stuff you should hear, especially up to the the first six months of your sobriety. So this program, I'm also adding in extra bonuses up until October 14th, and that is the deadline to, you can always continue to join this program. Like I said, it's going to be open. It will be self-guided, but I'm adding these bonuses and these bonuses go away on October 14th. First, if you use the code SOBER, you will receive $50 off. You also, there is a three-day triggering family relationships and how to cope without alcohol course that I have in there, which you cannot get anywhere else. It's specifically for this. And then also the first six people to sign up will get a signed copy of my book and I will be mailing that to you. And all of that is yours for $107. The price of the course after the bonuses go away will be $157. So remember to use the code SOBER at checkout to make sure you get that $50 off. What's also amazing about this course, any new updates I will add in. And so you get lifetime access and you get all the new updates that I will be doing because I like to do updates. Also in this, you will get a PDF workbook that I also give my one-on-one clients that you can print up and you can go through the modules and do the workbook again, designed for you because you should be designing the plan of what works in your sobriety and not what works in, you know, for your neighbor or your father or your sister or whoever. So I like to tailor everything to you because that is how it should be. Plus with the coaching audios, what's great and why I like this so much is, you know, if you're listening to the audio on boundaries, even though it might not resonate with you that day, when you start building boundaries in your sobriety, this goes for any of these topics, that you will be like, oh my God, that was what she was talking about. Like you you heard it and you can go back and listen to it because you have lifetime access to this. If the boundary issue ever it comes back up in the future where you can go back, listen to this audio and be like, okay, now I can apply this module to my life right now. So that is why I designed the course like that, especially to it self-guided at, at this pace. So it can help you. But again, this is really good for if you are in day zero up until the first six months of your sobriety. Make sure to check the link in the show notes or go to CourtneyRecovered.com to sign up for the program today. And remember, the bonuses will go away Saturday, October 14th. Take a look at it. If you have any questions, as always, reach out to me, sobervibes at gmail.com or slide into my DMs on Instagram. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Have a kick-ass day and stay healthy out there.